100 years ago in 1920, the 19th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States was signed into law and officially granted 20 million American women the right to vote. This mass expansion in voting rights was the result of generations of intense activism known as the women's suffrage movement that has had a lasting legacy on the continued fight for equality in America. In recognition of the struggles and achievements of a once disenfranchised majority, Preservation Maryland is honored to present our contribution to the national efforts illuminating this important history, Ballot and Beyond. Hello, I'm Diana Bailey, Executive Director of the Maryland Women's Heritage Center. We're thrilled to partner with Preservation Maryland by expanding the Ballot and Beyond podcast project with stories of valiant Maryland women who worked for suffrage. In addition to featuring suffragists, several of these new podcasts also represent significant women whose historic contributions and achievements have led to their induction into the Maryland Women's Hall of Fame. Our mission at the Maryland Women's Heritage Center is to add her story to history to tell our story in all aspects of our lives. We are especially concerned with representing the critical intersectionality of race and gender in the history of the suffrage movement. As new documentation comes to light, we are sharing the important contributions of African Americans and many other diverse women and men who sought equality, inclusion, and justice for all. Enjoy the podcast and continue to share their stories. This episode of Ballot and Beyond, contributed by the Maryland Women's Heritage Center, was written by Dr. Ida Jones, University Archivist, Morgan State University in Baltimore. Dr. Jones is the reader. Margaret Briggs Gregory Hawkins was born on August 5, 1877, the only daughter of Professor James M. Montgomery and Fanny Emma Whiting Hagen Montgomery. Margaret was born in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. She was the third child of James and Fanny. Her brothers were Eugene Monroe, James Francis, and Thomas Montgomery. Her childhood home, aspirations of her parents, and their dedication to social justice infused Margaret with a birthright calling to disrupt injustice through education. Her father's influence charted a course in education for Margaret's life and provided her with her first teaching job. Her father, James, was born on January 23, 1849, in Lexington, Virginia, to freeborn African Americans. He enrolled at Howard University. The Gregory family drew deep roots at Howard University. Margaret graduated from the preparatory department at Howard University, St. Augustine's College in Raleigh, North Carolina, and Boston University in Boston, Massachusetts, where she majored in history. After graduation, she entered the field of education for two years, taught high school in, at the Borden Town School, officially titled the Manual Training and Industrial School for Colored Youth, the State of New Jersey Manual Training School and Manual Training and Industrial School for Youth. Her father served as the principal of the Borden Town School during Margaret's two-year stint at that institution. She taught a variety of subjects including English, grammar, rhetoric, English literature, and modern language. She also provided instruction for students in Latin and German. She arrived at Baltimore around 1900 when she joined the faculty at Frederick Douglass High School, Baltimore's only public high school for black children. Her subject, principal subject area was American history. 
While teaching at Douglas, she met her future husband, Mason A. Hawkins. Hawkins was the principal of Douglas High School. Margaret married Mason Hawkins in Bordentown, New Jersey in 1905. Their union produced two sons who both served in World War II, Gregory and Mason A. Jr. Both were sent to Fort Meade together for induction and preparing for World War II. Margaret's civic engagement expanded in Baltimore. She involved herself in a number of activities and organizations. She served on the board of managers of the Druid Hill branch of the YWCA and as a member of the central branch of the Y. She was the first African-American woman to serve on the central branch of the YWCA executive committee of the board of directors. In 1933, she was appointed to the board of managers of the Maryland Training School for Colored Girls, which merged with the majority white Montrose School for Girls. The Maryland Training School provided housing and instruction for girls designated as orphans, delinquent, abandoned, or wayward, and for whom the state claimed responsibility. The girls were minors and therefore could not provide for themselves and were seemingly without family or community agencies to attend to their needs. Maryland Governor Albert T. Ritchie appointed Margaret to a six-year term on the Maryland Training School Board. In 1939, after a successful term, she received another six-year appointment to the Maryland Training School Board. She was also a member of the Steering Committee and the Women's Division of the Civilian Defense Mobilization during World War II. She was a founding member and served as the first president of the Du Bois Circle in 1906. This intimate group of like-minded women sought to raise consciousness about the potential and opportunities African-Americans were seizing through education, legal, and economic agency. Margaret also allowed for frivolity and was a member of the fortnightly whist club and a sewing club. She served as the vice president of the Progressive Women's Suffrage Club. Her suffrage activities would include the 1909 effort by African-American women to ensure the retention of the 15th Amendment which provided voting rights for African-American men, but was threatened in the state of Maryland. The Baltimore Advocate reported that, in Maryland, an amendment is pending to disfranchise colored men. If the colored men of the state organize and educate each other, the amendment will be killed and its advocates would hardly venture to make it an issue in this state again. Its death and burial will hasten the death of Jim Crow and disfranchising laws. The women were successful in galvanizing the men to vote, register, and retain the vote. As African-American women, the crusading civil rights advocates were clear on the necessity of the ballot. The franchise for women echoed throughout the state, literature and consciousness of the community. Margaret and contemporaries were engaged in social justice and sought to secure the franchise for African-American women, along with other women, for the purpose of reaping the full benefits of citizenship community improvement, and having a voice in the public square. She lent her voice, organizational connections, and educational endeavors to the cause of social justice as modeled by her parents. Margaret Briggs Gregory Hawkins died on April 8, 1969, in Baltimore at the McCullough Street Nursing Home at the age of 91. Her funeral services were held at the historic St. James Episcopal Church at Lafayette and Arlington Avenues. Thank you to our many Maryland's Heritage Center volunteers who researched, edited, and brought these stories to the community by reading these podcasts. Researchers and historians are always seeking information about women and their stories. Our efforts to find and document their contributions is ongoing. If you have letters, articles, memorabilia from your past or in your attic or basement, 
please share with us so that we can continue to fill in the unsung heroine stories for a richer understanding of Maryland women and their contributions to our history. To donate materials or to make a financial gift in support of this work, please visit ballotandbeyond.org. When you're there, you can also listen to biographies from Season 1 and see historic images and transcripts from each episode. If you're inspired by these remarkable women, please share this podcast with your friends, family, colleagues, and students. And rate us on Apple Podcasts or head over to preservecast.org to make a donation. Thank you. Ballot and Beyond is a multimedia history project powered by Preservation Maryland and our award-winning podcast, PreserveCast. It's produced with financial support from Gallagher, Evelius, and Jones, Attorneys at Law, and the Maryland Historical Trust. With a Heritage Fund grant from Preservation Maryland and the Maryland Historical Trust, Season 2 was researched, written, and read by the Maryland Women's Heritage Center. <laughs>